We now begin the fourth parak of Maseches Bava Metziah. This is four one, and really the whole Masechta is now turning to a new uh, topic, which we'll cover numerous uh, prakim. It's a topic of commercial law, and at the bedrock of commercial law, of course, is um, a transaction where one is exchanging some goods. We'll go into services later on, but um, goods. So uh, there's merchandise that's changing hands, and therefore the first topic that our Mishnah wants to address is what constitutes a transaction? At what point um, has the merchandise uh, traded hands? It has a new owner. And that's very important to, to define that we have a specific one moment where there's a transfer of ownership because at that point we know, we, at, their, at every point, therefore, we'll know who's responsible for the merchandise, who owns it in case of, you know, if lightning strikes it on, on you know, a loss and that kind of thing. So you need to know at all moments exactly to whom it belongs, and at what moment it transferred in terms of rights and responsibilities from the first party to the second party. Okay, now, um, way back when, so a large number of transactions typically happen not with um, payment of, of money or the like, but rather of, of bartering, of, of exchanging. So I have wine and you have oil, and we want to do a deal, so I agree I'll give you my wine in exchange for your oil. That's called a, a barter in English, or a chalifin. Um, in exchange in Hebrew, Khalifan. And the principle is that when someone takes their merchandise physically, that's called he's called it's called Meshicha, uh, but in truth they're different um The typical would not be to be pulling at the Meshicha, but rather Hagbah lifting it up, if that's appropriate. We saw back in Kedushan there are different types of, of uh Masa Kenyan. In any case what is called being Mashiach, taking physical possession, taking the, the stuff. So when someone takes the stuff, that affects the transaction, assuming there was a meeting of the minds before that. Otherwise, it's just, you know, me stealing something or taking something which doesn't belong to me yet. Um, but once we've agreed on the terms, so me taking um, your oil affects the transaction. The oil becomes mine when I picked it up. And um, reciprocally, the wine that we were exchanging, we're trading, um, becomes yours. Okay, that's a chalifin. Uh, just a sort of a side point, but I just want to nip in the wood right now. Chalifin really comes in two flavors in, in the Torah and in, in the, the Gemara here. There's the what I just described, which is sort of like a real trade of values. In other words, the wine and oil are considered to be of equal value, or each are prepared to exchange them, and therefore we do a trade, like a, for, for fair value, if you know what I mean. There's another kind of chalifin, which is called the Kinyan Sudar, literally the acquisition of the handkerchief. And the idea is there, it's really symbolic in nature. In other words, because, let's say, I want to transfer my my wine to you, or my cow to you, for that matter, So, um, but, I don't have, but, but I don't have it here to give you. So you can't actually take, you can't actually take the cow or take the, the wine. So then we might use an, uh, uh, the, in the transaction the giving of a, uh, a handkerchief. Or any other thing, for that matter, it could be a kippa or a pen, any object. And therefore, um, the way it works is halacha is the instead of like in place of giving like all like money, the the consideration, the purchaser um, gives over the handkerchief. The seller lifts up the handkerchief, like acquiring the handkerchief, so to speak, in exchange for transferring the rights of whatever he's selling um, to the buyer. And there, of course, the handkerchief isn't worth as much as the tablets being sold, um, but. There's the Maitzah Kenyan, which affects the transaction, and then typically, um, you know, you've, you've, uh, tra- the rights have been transferred um, through that, through that uh, Kenyan Sudar, and then typically the person would just hand back over the 
handkerchief or the pen or the keep or whatever the story is because he doesn't actually want it. Okay, but that's the point is that act of lifting up the handkerchief or the equivalent is what's affecting the transaction. So if you have two goods that are trading hands, if either one is taken by one party, then the transaction is consummated and the other um, object is, is already transferred, rights and ownership is transferred over. That's how it worked in the good old days. But in Mishnahic times already, when people bought stuff, they typically, um, one side was selling an object, merchandise, we'll call it. And Chazalsok merchandise is referred to as peros, which means, of course, like produce, but it doesn't have to be produce, it could be a cat as well or something. So that's the merchandise, the payros. And the other side is paying with money, maos. They're giving you payment in exchange. Now, <clears throat> what this is essential here. What affects the transaction is not the paying of the money. It's the taking of the merchandise. If I give you money for your cow, that doesn't make the cow mine yet. It's me taking the cow, which makes it mine, and then automatically there's an obligation for me to pay you the payment. Okay? So, since ma'os, money, is not transferring, is not going to be what's affecting the, the transaction, we have to identify in the transaction which is the money, the payment, the consideration, the ma'os, and which is the merchandise, the payros. Okay, now, under normal circumstances, that should be quite simple to determine. Because uh, money is really like a, a a store of value and a medium. The two two basic features of money is that it's a store of value. Um, it's, you know, it's used for keeping value for a while, like like gold coins do, or silver coins, or green dollar bills um, do. But it's also a medium of exchange, and that's really the essential point of our Mishnah. Medium of exchange means that um, not everyone wants to take my oil or my wine if I want to barter it. But everyone wants to take my green dollars in exchange for whatever it is they're trying to sell. So the point, therefore, is that the when it's clear that there's the medium of exchange, the money, the maos, the gold coins, or whatever it is, trans- trading hands, that's the the maos, which doesn't affect the transaction. And it's the other item, the merchandise, the Paris, which does. Um, but sometimes it's a little confusing. And our mission already jumps to what about those sometimes? Sometimes... Um, both sides of the transaction involve uh, items which could be in other contexts be money. In other words, um, the simplest example would be, let's say that you want to exchange shekels for dollars. So now the transaction will be consummated and there's no going back once the merchandise trades hands, not when the payment trades hands between me and you. So which one is that? Is that the shekels or the dollars? So the point of our Mishnah is that in scenarios where both shekels and dollars could be considered to be most in other contexts, it is certainly money in other contexts, um, the item which is considered to be the payrolls, the merchandise, is the stuff which is less easily um, used as a medium of exchange in our local economy. Which means that in Israel, if we're trading shekels for dollars, the shekels are the money, and the dollars is the merchandise, because it's hard to give, give dollars in stores, every store except shekels. In America, the exact same transaction, dollars for shekels, it's the shekels that are merchandise, because it's hard to trade off shekels in America, and the dollars are easy to hand off, therefore they're the money. Okay, so our mission is going to say, in a case, the gist of our mission is, the principle of our mission is, in a case where the transaction involves two items, both of which could be construed as ma'os, as money, um, 
The question is, so when is the transaction um, consummated? What has to trade hands? The answer is the item which is less easily used as a medium of exchange in our local economy. That is the item which affects the transaction because it's the merchandise in this context, and the other is the payment for it. Okay, that's the, the gist of our Mishnah. And therefore, our Mishnah says inside, Hazahav kone esa kesef, kesef eno kone esa zahav. Here, in this context, the word silver and gold means silver and gold coins. If we'd be talking about, like, you know, silver and gold, you know, ingots, little bricks of silver and gold, that's for sure not money, that's merchandise, okay? But in the case of silver and gold coins, they both in other contexts could be used as money. So the question is, if we're trading silver for gold coins, and in the time of the Mishnah, there was sort of a fixed exchange rate, typically silver coins, there were 25 silver coins of a given weight to one gold coin. But if we're doing a trade, silver for gold, so when is our transaction consummated? The answer is when the gold is taken, not the silver, because the silver is considered the money, the gold is considered to be the merchandise. Why? Because silver is readily accepted in every shop in town, whereas gold, since it's such a large domination, uh, and, you know, cares with the extra risks of, of being gold, so people are just less willing and ready to accept gold as payment. Kind of like, you know, going to... You know, going to the candy shop with a hundred dollar bill, they don't really so they're not excited about taking it really necessarily because they don't have change. That kind of thing. So that's what it says here. Hazav konas akesef. It's the gold which is what acquires the which affects the transaction of the kinyan. And although it says konas akesef acquires the silver, what it really means is um, it triggers the financial responsibility to pay over some silver coins in exchange. Vakesef, but taking the silver coins. That wouldn't affect the transaction if it doesn't make the, the, the gold transfer hands in terms of ownership. Okay? If we're talking about... Nechoshes uh, means copper or, or bronze. Brass, those are alloys of copper. So uh, if you have um, copper coins, uh, those are considered to be the merchandise relative to the silver coins because, again... They're, you know, small denomination. They're sort of a pain in the neck to deal with. They're harder to give to people, and they're, people are less excited about taking, you know, a bunch of pennies in payment. And that being the case, it's the taking of the, the copper coins, which is considered the merchandise, which affects the transaction. But taking of the silver coins in exchange for copper coins, doesn't affect the transaction because that's the money. Which means... Uh, bad coins acquire the nice ones, but the nice ones don't acquire the bad ones. According to the Bartonoro, what we're talking here about is what what kind of money is bad coins? It's it's a money that has been um, removed from circulation. The local government says, you know, a new king's in town, and those old minted coins with his face on it, no, no, those aren't for us anymore. We're using new coins with a new king's face on them. Okay, so again, if you would take those same out of circulation, you know, um, coins, and you, they're silver still, with silver content, and if you'd go to, you know, another another country, people would accept those coins because they still have the silver content, content, but, so they're still considered money in a way, but the point is, locally, people are much, people aren't going to accept those coins because they've been, the local government has said, you can't use them anymore, okay? Um, so, of course, those would be the merchandise, they're less readily used as a medium of exchange, and the, the new coins are the medium of exchange, straightforward. Tosos doesn't like that shot at all. Tosos says, uh, what's the Kiddush? Obviously, if the government says you can't use it as money anymore, then that can't be the money. Therefore, Tosos learns that the Maos Haros means coins have been worn out. So remember, um, 
Nowadays, our money is just called fiat money. It has no intrinsic value. It's just a piece of green paper or whatever, blue paper, yellow paper, pink paper, um, but it's just paper. And the value is that the banks and the government say you could use that to pay your taxes and pay for debts and so on. Whereas in the time of the Mishnah, the stamp from the government was to certify there was silver content, but what made it worth what it was worth is because it had those, you know, 10 grams of silver in it. Um, so Tosos is saying, listen, over time, the coins get rubbed down, and as they get rubbed down from, from where, the amount of silver content goes down. So instead of being 10 grams of silver, it's now 9.9 grams of silver. And at some point, people say, listen, I'm not accepting your silver dollars here because they're not worth a dollar. Right? They're only worth 99 cents. They're missing, they're not enough silver there to justify the value of a silver dollar or whatever. And that being the case, um, Tulsa is saying if there's less, um, there are worn down coins relative to regular coins, of course, both in other contexts could be counted as money. But in this context, the worn down ones are the merchandise and the new ones are the money. Now, next is an Asimon. Asimon Kones Amatbeya, but Matbeya ain't a Kone to Asimon. And Asimon is, um, the, is a coin which has been, it's like a silver disc or copper or gold disc that's been used as a coin, but it hasn't yet been minted. It hasn't yet um, had the stamp put on it that the government makes it into like a, a minted coin, just a, you know, a, a cylindrical piece of silver. So that, the technical term for that is a slug. Uh, it's just like a, like, kind of like a token. So the point is that although those slugs in other contexts, people would accept them as silver coins because they're shaped like coins and they are made of silver, but obviously in this context, they're much, people would much rather have the minted coin, which is a guaranteed value than like the estimated value of an unminted coin. And that being the case, um, the asimon is considered to be the the merchandise, and that's Kona Samatbeya. It's what acquires the obligation to hand over the other, the real minted coin, whereas the Matbeya taking the minted coin in a Kona Asimon doesn't necessarily transfer, taking the payment of the coin that's minted doesn't transfer ownership of the Asimon, the slug. So those are the first, that's the first part of the mission. We're talking about coins or against coins. Now, now the mission gets like it's the, the core point that it said at first, but it says second here. Metaltlin konesa matbea matbea eina kona esa metaltlin. If we're exchanging metaltlin, goods, anything, any merchandise, in exchange for matbea for coins. So the coins, of course, are always the money. And therefore, handing over the coins, the money, doesn't affect the transaction, whereas the taking possession physically by doing Hagbar or the equivalent, lifting up of the metals and the objects that are for sale, that is what affects the transaction. Says the mission finally, Zehaklal, this is the principle. Now usually Zehaklal comes to sort of sum up what was said before, um, maybe to add something new, but the point is based on the previous principles. Um, that's not what's happening here, and therefore uh, many, uh, like the Riff and the Roche, say that the the word zehaklal should be removed altogether because it's not a zehaklal here. It's just a new point that kolamatalin konin zeze. That if we're doing a barter, like I said before, we're exchanging some metalton, some goods for some other goods. My cow for your horse, or my wheat for your barley, or my oil for your wine. So then, each one acquires the other. Meaning, when one of the parties takes the other stuff, the wine or the oil or the the goat, whatever it is, so then. Uh, automatically the other side of the trade, because it's a barter, gets transferred over. So either side can affect the transaction by taking the object that they're going to take and making the proper Maisekinian on it. Okay, so that's the end of the Mishnah. And the Mishnah basically is, I'll call it Lahalacha, as is. Um, just one point, one point, which is, um, there are some unknowns here like that aren't covered in the Mishnah. Uh, the most obvious is, we said that with 
silver is the coin with respect to copper or gold coins. What happens if you have copper and gold that are being exchanged? It's actually and which it is. Um, it might just actually be dependent, in fact, on like the, what's normal in the, in the prevalent market locally. Um, the other issue is if you're trading, like say, silver for silver coins, the mission doesn't discuss that, but let's just see how you're essentially giving, you know, two nickels for a dime type thing. So then uh, it's both essentially really acting as money. There is no merchandise here, one relative to the other, and therefore the transaction wouldn't be finalized until both sides took their respective uh, money because there is no no, no merchandise that's specifically changing hands, just money for money.